If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. There will be a question linked to this episode in the description, so check it out and respond if you can. Thank you. Chapter 9, Wings of Fire, Winter Turning The healer pavlon near the Rainwing village was large, quiet, and sunlit, with a curtain of green vines shielding the interior from the curious onlookers. And there were plenty of curious onlookers. One's winter could see and one's he could only hear, murmuring and twittering like a council of invisible birds in the trees. The rainforest was starting to give him the suffocating, spine-crawling feeling that he was always being watched. Only Waymings were allowed to carry the unconscious prisoner. Glory ordered all the Nightwings to stay away and sent the Deathwing to make sure none of them came looking for her. She also didn't object when Winter pushed his way into the pavilion and stood next to his sister, glowering around definitely. I'm staying right here, he said. Understood, Glory said with a nod. She turned to survey the others as they edged to the curtain and stood back against the wall, out of the way. Your Majesty, uh, how did you find us? Moon asked hesitantly. Glory glanced at Pinkaju, her scales starting to star, her scales shifted to starbursts of royal purple against deep blue. I'm sorry about the dogs in the background. I don't know. Why I could, yeah. Anyways, let's keep going. I'm sorry about that though. Um, I left her a trail to follow. Pinkaju admitted, looking guiltily. Sorry, Moon, but she's our queen. I wanted to her. In there, in case you really did find Icicle. Moon nodded thoughtfully, looking back at the sleeping Icewing. I guess it's lucky you did. Winter wanted to disagree, but he remembered the disp- desperate rage on Icicle's face. She'd been seconds away from killing Kinkajou. And even though Kinkajou wasn't just a raiming, and even though Kinkajou was just a raiming, he had to admit, only to himself, that he didn't want her dead. Besides, whatever she has planned for my sister now, Queen Glory would have been much less m- merciful if Icicle had killed her friend. So it was lucky for Icicle, too, that Glory had found them right then. A pair of sky-blue ramings were moving quietly around Icicle, cleaning her wounds. Another one, pale pink, stood by her head with a blowgun and darted to the right in case she woke up. Icicle's chest rose and fell in long, peaceful movements and her face was as still as Winter had ever seen it, the torture expression gone for now. He hoped she would get a few hours of rest before Scarlet came hunting through her dreams. It's odd, one of the Raiming's he- Raiming healers murmured to the other. Look how this much of scratch has bled, Bullfrog. She hasn't let her she wasn't letting herself sleep, King Gajou told them. She hasn't slept in four or five days. The healers both made alarmed clicking noises with her tongues and bent over Icicle again, inspecting her more closely. Why would any dragon do that to herself? said the one named Bullfrog. It's worse than refusing to eat and eat. And then another day of it and she'd probably be dead. At least she'll be able to heal now that she has to sleep. Going even 12 hours without sleep is one of my nightmares, said the other. Remember the Raiming a few years ago who couldn't sleep? That was the saddest case I ever saw. 
Bullfrog shook his head, and his tail turned a glum shade of gray. A ramming who can't sleep, Gloria echoed. Isn't that kind of like a seaman who can't swim? It's worse than that, said the pink dragon. He couldn't change his scales either. Because he couldn't sleep, said Bullfrog. We figured out he had a snout deformity that kept him from sleeping for more than an hour at a time, but there was no way to fix it. It was awful. He was awful, said the pink dragon. Sometimes I would wake up from my sun time nap and he'd just be standing there, staring at me. And he couldn't camouflage himself. And you could never tell what he was feeling by looking at his scales. Ugh, said the other healer, shouting from tail, town to tail. It's like he wasn't even a raming at all, said Bullfrog. He was a lot grumpier than a real raming, too. So what color was he, if he couldn't change? Kibley said curiously. Kind of an ordinary lime green all over, Bullfrog answered. He held out one talon and shifted the scales along his arm to demonstrate. Very boring. And unattractive, agreed the second healer. She gathered the damp leaves stained with icicles blood and bustled off. That's our cautionary tale of what cautionary tale of what happens when you don't sleep," said the pink dragon. <clears throat> "Your Majesty, I do sleep. Maybe not as much as the other ramings, but I've been doing some time every day, no matter how busy I am. So sweat your scolding, Jambu. I'm just saying," Jambu wrestled his wings, looking pleased with himself. "What are you planning to do with my sister?" Winter asked Glory. I can take her back to the Ice Kingdom. I promise Queen Glacier will see what she's she, she that she's punished. Glory circled Icicle's bed, sighing the sleeping dragon. She's too dangerous, said the queen with a flick of her tail. She killed one of my subjects. On the way of killing you, King Kazuyan tried to point out. Glory waved this way with one talon. I can't let her just fly out of here, she said in winter. I need to be a true queen to the Nightwings, and that means letting them see justice. But I also don't want to start with the ice wings. I don't want to start a war with the ice wings, and I believe a queen should have a say in what happens to her subjects. So I'll send for Queen Glacier, and together we can decide what happens to ice school. That was more fair than Winter could have hoped for, and yet it made his stomach twist in a painful, anxious way to think of his queen coming here to judge him and his sister. The rankings, he thought. What will mother and father think? I need to find Hailstone before she arrives, he thought. If I can free him, Queen Glacier would understand why Icicle did what she did. In the meanwhile, Glory sighed, we'll have to keep her tranquilized so she doesn't try to escape or hurt someone else. Wait, what? Winter rose to his feet and got his wings caught in a woven leaf mimic that was hanging from the ceiling. He wrestled off with a growl of frustration. I need to talk to her. And I need a decent prison, Glory said, snapping her tail back and forth. The ravings don't have anything. Where am I supposed to put this misbeha- Where am I supposed to put misbehaving dragons? She turned to an older raming who was sitting in the corner, watching with stately composure. Has no raming in history ever required punishment? We don't imprison, we banish, said the older dragon with an elegant shrug. Which what w- could be worse than being thrown out of the rainforest? You see what I'm dealing with? Glory said to Winter. I have one prisoner right now, a Nightwing. We haven't basically had to stick him in a quicksand pit. Every few hours, his guards haul him out just enough so he doesn't die, and he starts ticking again. Yuck, said King Kaju, but he deserves it, actually. 
and there are two others I should deal with, but Queen Thorn has agreed to keep them in her salmon visit instead, until I decide what to do with them. Glory Sloth poked its head out from behind the Queen's shoulder and started climbing slowly up her neck. I'll figure out something something else eventually, Glory said, but I'm guessing Queen Glacier wouldn't appreciate if I stuck one of her dragons in quicksand. So I'm afraid Icicle has to stay asleep for now. Your Majesty, said a peach and plum-colored dragon, poking her head through the curtain. Deathbringer would like to see you. Would like a word? Excuse me, Glory said to Winter with a small bow. The older dragon follows her out, leaving Jambu on guard and Bullfrog still gently cleaning Icicle's veils. Winter inspected Icicle's face with concern. A small furrow had a between her eyes. Was she speaking with Scarlet at that very moment? He watched here for a long minute, but she didn't move or speak or give any other signs of what her dreams were about. Finally, he turned and stalked to the wall where Moon and small yellow butterflies out of the rafters. Now what am I supposed to do? Winter hissed at him. It was your bright idea to come here, but I'm no closer to finding Hailstorm, and it's my fault my sister has been caught by a bunch of ravens. We are closer to finding Hailstorm, King Gaju objected. We found the only dragon who's spoken to Scarlet and knows the whole story. And she's fast asleep, Winter said, which does me any good how? Kibley snapped next to Moon, brushing her wings with his. Winter's claws twitched and he clenched his jaw. The other ravens were paying attention to them, but Kibley lowered his voice anyways. Didn't you say you overheard Ice School and Scarlet conspiring? He asked Moon. Does that mean you can get into dreams, too? A shock like lightning went through Winter's veins. Is that true? He demanded. Can you listen in when Scarlet finds her? I'll try, Moon said, leaning a little closer to King Kaju. I am trying. It's all darkness in Icicle's mind right now. She's too deep in sleep for dreams. Three moons, Winter realized. If Moon hears their conversation, she'll know what I told Icicle. She'll probably have Gloria rescue too. I'll be... I'll have to... Be ready to fly the moment she tells me what I need to know about Scarlet. So we wait, Hingaju said, for Scarlet to come. It seemed as if a long time passed as the shadows slowly lengthened. Shadows slowly lengthened and night came creeping into the pavilion. Winter arranged himself in an ice school guardian stance. After a while, after a while, all his training failed and he fell asleep. Moon jolted him awake by touching one of her talons to his. She's here, she whispered. She's in Icicle's mind. Shh. The pavilion was dimly lit by a few beams of moonlight, several drawers hanging from the ceiling that appeared to be full of fireflies. Kili and Kikaju slept peacefully, curled next to each other on the floor. <laughs> Winter blinked into the shadows and saw that Bullfrog was still in the pavilion, asleep in a hammock next to a storing ramming patient, and stood next to him. You stay here, she said. I'll get Moon some paper. I know where to go. The new Raymond school is close by. I should come with you, he said. No, thanks, King Kaju nudged him out of the way. You already wake up the whole village thrashing and frailing around. Stay and make sure Moon's all right. She flashed away, vanishing quickly into the dark, and he had to admit, more or less, soundlessly. He wondered if Raymond's had better night vision than the other tribes. The tribes with fire could just use that when they needed to light up the darkness, he guessed. What about sea wings? Could they see in the dark? If he were at start school, he'd probably get someone to let him test this theory by studying on his fellow students. But I'm not still in school. I'm not going back. I shouldn't. I mean, 
I don't care what other tribes can do anyways. He returned to Moon and found her in a curtained off corner of the pavilion, next to the wind, only window with a view of the starry night sky. A small blue frog with darker blue speckles was sitting on one of her front talons. They both seemed to be listening to the chorus of frogs and birds and insects and whatever other mysterious creatures were making all that noise outside. Winter paused beside his sister for a moment. Icicle looked as though she was slowly relaxing back into real sleep. Scarlet's god, Moon said as Winter approached. Was it terrible? Winter asked. Is Icicle right? What did Scarlet say about Hailstorm? Moon gave him an odd, searching look. Her teardrop scales caught the moonlight on one side and the fire lamp on the other, gleaming as though they were ice and the other was gold. Winter realized that this was her first time they'd been alone together, apart from the sleeping dragons around them, since he found out she could read minds. Or was it the first time they'd ever been alone together? He felt the weight of the skyfire rock pouch around his ankle. Scarlet says your brother is still alive. Moon turned her talon over, gently sighing the frog onto one of the window onto the windowsill. I squashed for proof, but Scarlet only laughed at her. I wish I could read Scarlet's mind, but she's too far away. It's not really her and Icicle's dream. Only a projection of her, so I can't tell what she's thinking or whether it's true about her storm. I'm sorry. She gave him a quick, confused look again. Icicle offered a deal? You don't have to? He started. No. She said, worried, I mean, I know you won't actually kill Queen Glory. Do you know that? He asked. How? Because I think she's the kind of dragon you respect, she said slowly. And I think you wouldn't want to start a war between the Ice Wings and both of her tribes. I think you can imagine what killing her would do to Pyria, and you know it would be bad. Also, you're her guest. She welcomed and trusted you. You aren't the kind of dragon who betrays someone's trust. Winter studied her profile as she wound a vine between her claws. That's a lot of thoughts, he said. Weren't you paralyzed in the shy at one point? What happened to the unobustrived un quiet dragon? It turns out it's actually much easier to talk to you when you I can't hear what you're thinking, Moon admitted, smiling. He stared into her dark eyes for a long moment. All that thing about Queen Glory, are you sure you're not still reading my mind? He said. He finally asked quietly. I don't have to, she said. I've already been in there. For one thing, I know you, and I've watched you. I saw you put out the fire in the history cave. I saw you save me and Starflight from your own sister. I think you can think bigger than just one tribe against another. You can think about what's best for all the tribes. I guess I just I trust you. You seem very sure of you seem you seem very sure of certain things about me, Winter said. That I would never hurt a dragonet, that I would never kill Queen Glory, that I'm somehow honorable and brave. I am, said Moon. I'm sure of those things. Even when everything else inside you is like everything else inside you is a fusion of mirrors and pain, those things are true. He lifted the vine from her claw and wrapped it around his own tail, lowering his voice even more. Well good, Moon said, looking at their wings instead of his face. Uh I'm glad you can't hate me. Got it, Kinkaju's voice said equally behind them. Moon, where are you? Winter got out of breath. He hadn't known he'd been holding in. Here, Moon said. She touched one talon lightly to Winter's chest. They went past him through the curtains. Winter pressed his talons together, trying to stop them from shaking, and then followed her. Kinkaju was in the center of the pavilion, under one of the firefly jars, spreading a blank scroll on the floor. 
She nudged an pot toward Moon with her tail. What is it for? King Azu asked. I saw something, Moon said, crouching beside him. She took the long, thin reed that King Azu was holding and dipped it into the ink. Behind Scarlet, I got a glimpse of what was behind her, and I think it was a mountain. It was kind of an unusual shape. She started drawing. Maybe we can find it. Winter watched the lines appear on the moon's claws, swooping and turning back, crisscrossing and diving like the flight of dragon sky. This was a real clue, a clue that might lead them to hailstorm. It looked like a wall at first, tall and sheer, with silvery waterfalls trailing down it like dragon tails. All along the top of the wall was a ridge of sharp peaks that looked like an ice, ice wing spike, leaning up to one peak that looped up and back on itself, almost in the shape of an eye. Moon lifted the reed and studied the picture. That's close anyways, she said. Does it look familiar to either of you? Winter shook his head. I haven't spent much time in the Sky Kingdom, though, assuming that is the Sky Kingdom. I've never been anywhere but the rainforest and Jade Mountain, King Goju said with the help of Shrug, and the Nightwing Island, of course. Hey, Kidley, wake up and look at this. The salmon came instantly awake as Moon, as King Goju poked him, jumping to his feet as though he was ready for a battle. Moon held the sketch out to him and explained where she had seen it. Kidley studied it for a while, then shook his head. Never seen it, he said, but someone must have. Great work, Moon. Yeah, thanks, Winter added hastily. I didn't really do anything, she said, taking the joint back. It's a lucky. Lucky, King Kaju finished. I wish I had a cool power like that. Lucky? Moon said wonderingly. Above her head, three fireflies escaped their jar, darted off in a flicker of surprised sparks. Well, it's no use asking any rain wings where that it, this is, King Goju said, flicking her tail at the sketch. None of them leave the rainforest if he can help it, because it is awesome and perfect here, she added with a stern look at Winter. Let's try Deathbinger, Moon suggested. He's been all over the continent. Kibley shot a sideways look at Winter. Is that all right? Yes. He's not exactly your favorite dragon. I'll survive, Winter said. If he can help me find Hailstorm, that's what matters. It was hard to focus on hanging the Nightwing now that there was real hope of f- in front of him, a chance of finding Hailstorm before Scarlet killed him, if he'd bought enough time with this lie about killing Glory for her. If he moved fast and Moon had tr- truly seen where Scarlet was, and if Hailstorm was there too, if, if, if I can make this happen, I might really see my brother again, after all.